Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Man, I gave a good, that word, man, will change your life. Go back and watch Sundays. If you didn't watch Sunday, if you're in Sunday, go watch it again. So write this down. Here's the principles of prayer. We're going to use authority in prayer. Number one, decide what you want from God and find the scriptures or scriptures that definitely promise you these things. Remember that? I want you to become legally, strict, scripturally based in your prayer life. Most people's prayer life doesn't work because they don't pray right. They don't pray scripturally, and they don't pray, pray properly. They pray these little baby lay-me-down-to-sleep prayers. They ain't going to work, and don't do jack. Oh, God, bless me. He already blessed you. Oh, God, heal me. He already healed you. Oh, God, touch my kids. He already touched your kids. Oh, God, do this. Oh, God, do that. We pray these goofy prayers that are unscriptural. Now, not, not being ornery, which I love you. But we pray these goofy prayers that don't make no sense. But they make your soul feel good because you feel like you communicated with God, but they don't answer no problems. Oh, God, bless me. He already blessed you, Ephesians 1.3. You got to get specific and scriptural in your prayer life. God, heal me. He already healed you. First Peter told you he healed by his stripes. You got to walk some of this stuff out. You got to use dominion, faith. You understand? Oh, God, give me money. He ain't going to give you no money. You got to command the money that's in the earth. There's plenty of money laid up in the earth waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? God send me money. He put all the money in, he's going to put it in the earth. There ain't no money going to go. God ain't going to send you no money. You got to tell the devil, get his hands off your money. Tell the angels, go get your money. See what I'm saying? So you pray these prayers. Oh, God, send me money. God's like, what are you going to do? How am I going to send you money? What do you mean? COD it? Cash on delivery, man. You going to send it out of heaven? No, you got to go get it. So we pray these prayers sometimes don't make sense. But they feel good to the soul. You feel like, oh, I did something. Now get scriptural, get specific, get some word. Amen. And then believe you receive when you pray. You know what I'm saying? Don't walk in there. I got to ask God the same thing. Like God ain't God understands you. Not just to write this down. Ask God for the things you want and believe that you received them. Write that down. Step number two. If you go in there and ask God and believe you receive when you pray, walk out like you got it. You don't got to ask again. If you asked again, you know who was it? I think Wigglesworth said this. If you ask for something seven times or ten times or a hundred times, every time you ask that you didn't believe you received, you prayed in unbelief. If you ask God for something, if you ask for God for something more than once, guess what? You probably played a bunch of unbelief with those prayers because if you believe you received when you pray, you got it. Prayer shouldn't be an all day, a, a, a theal. It should be a go in and receive. You see what I'm saying? You don't wrestle with God. God, people get theologies all messed up, but we wrestle with God. No, Jacob wrestled with God. You don't have to wrestle with God. You understand that? You don't have to wrestle with God. What do you got to wrestle for? God wrote in his word where he wants you to have. If you're wrestling, it might be something God don't want you to have. You know what I'm saying? But if I got a clear, clear, clear word, I know what God wants me to have. I know where the will of God is. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. You know those scriptures. That's your prayer. That's your basis of prayer. Everything God asks you to have, you can have. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This confidence we have in him, we ask anything according to his will. We know he hears me. We know he gives me the things he hears. See, it's up there, 5, 14, and 15. And I know that God hears me, right? Okay, write this down. Number three, I'm just highlighting because I want you to use the power of some stuff tonight. Let every thought and desire affirm that you have what you've asked for. Let every thought and desire affirm that you have what you asked for. You know what that means? Every thought you got after you prayed, you, don't make, sure, you make sure it lines up with you believe and you receive. 
Affirm means what? What does affirm mean? If it doesn't bring you confidence of what you prayed, you ain't allowed to believe it. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe it didn't work, right? You got to get rid of those. Maybe it didn't. You got to get rid of Maybe it didn't work. Maybe it's not happening. Maybe something's wrong. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look better. Looks worse. You got to get rid of all that stuff. You got to get rid of all that stuff. Why? Because that will take your consciousness of what the word of God has done. Got to be real careful with that. You understand that? Most people do not keep the affirmation of what they prayed when they leave prayer. They look at circumstances and say, oh, I guess it didn't work. Or this situation's worse. Now, you're not allowed to accept those thoughts. Got to keep your thoughts right. Because after faith's been released, you got to have thoughts. Write this down, four. Then I'm going to talk to you about this other. Guard against every evil thought that comes into your mind to try to make you doubt God's word. Guard against every evil thought that comes into your mind to, that, to try to make you doubt God. If it's trying to make you doubt God's word, you got to get rid of it. And you know what I'm saying. You pray for your kid. The kid looks wackier than he was before you prayed for him. You think, well, this didn't work. You pray for your money, and your money gets even funnier after you pray. You think, well, my God in heaven, what in the world am I praying for? This ain't working. You pray for your body, you know what I mean? It was hurting a little bit. You prayed for it, it got worse. And you're trying to let circumstances tell you whether the word of God works or not. Circumstances don't mean nothing. You could outlast the circumstances if you stay in the arena of faith. Stay in the arena of faith. And you got to start. You gotta, and guys, you got to do a whole lot more speaking. Whole lot more talking. I tell you this, the devil's talking to you all day long. You got to start talking back out of your mouth. If he speaks to your mind, you talk to him out of your mouth. Write that down. Somebody need to tweet that. When the devil speaks to your mind, you speak to him with your mouth. Well, that's discipline. Yeah, I know, but that's how you beat him because you got to keep, you got to out talk the joker. You understand that? And that's, and I, you know, I got, I remember one time I read that, you remember in, uh, you know, Luke, and it talks about the gospel account, and Jesus said he was tempted of the devil thrice. The devil came and said, if you are, if you are, if you are. Remember that? You know what the Lord told me? He said, if the devil tempted Jesus three times, how many times do you think he's going to tempt you? I got nervous. <laughs> I said, boy, I bet you, you know, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's coming up against Jesus, and he gets Jesus, and he said he was led into the wilderness for a time of testing and tempting. Remember? So imagine when the devil comes and tries to test you. If he tested Jesus three times, how many times is he going to come at you with this nonsense? It might be 30 for you. Guess what? Don't worry about it. You still do the same thing. Jesus, it is written. It is written. That's the discipline. Well, how long, how long is this going to last? How long do I know? Outlast them. You got to outlast them. Brother Norval was the best at it. Brother Norval, what do I do? You outwork them. You outlast them. Brother, what'd you do when you met these crazies and people were in the nut house and all this other stuff? I stood there and rebuked them all night long. All night long? All night long. Are you willing to stay all night long? You ain't serious yet. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm meddling. I'm too extreme. You got to get radical enough to say, you know what, devil? I'm going to stay up until you shut up. Woo! I'm going to stay up till you shut up. Well, he ain't going to stick around there. He's going to leave. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know what you're supposed to do. Now do it. You got to do it. 
You see what I'm saying? I'm not picking on you, but oh, I gotta, I, I'm praying for the family. Yeah, you start praying for the family. The family starts going wacky. You start going, oh, my God, this, thing's, this is off the rail. You know, you don't walk by sight. You walk by faith. You walk by what you see. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about love because love's your victory. I was studying love a little bit today, getting ready for what's coming. Man, if you can stay in love. Man, I'm going to tell you what, that ain't easy. You know what I've learned about love? Write this down. This is going to be good. You have to be love intentional or you're going to be in trouble. Because let me tell you something about love. Love is not going to be your immediate response to anything. Flesh is going to be. Oh, my God. You got to get love intentional. And the minute you get love intentional, your life's going to change. Because love never fails. You know, saying love gives you the eternal victory. Jesus said, by this they'll know you're my disciple, the love ye have one for another. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. And love, you got to love first. You understand? Know that ain't easy, man, because you're going to be flesh first if you ain't cautious. Because you're, you're, you're not intentional enough. You got to prep for environments. I'm telling you, you got to prep yourself for the environment. Because if you don't prep for the environment, the environment's going to chew you up and spit you out. You're gonna be you're gonna be in a wrong. You ever get in an environment with somebody? You ever get in an environment with somebody? You ever get in an environment with somebody yelling? You goofball! You start yelling back. Oh, I'm a priest tonight. Y'all gonna try to critique me? I could care less. I'm shot out anyway. <laughs> I'm shot out anyway right now. I've been shot out. I'm shot out for. Four or five weeks. I'm staying shot out. I ain't coming back. You want to all be normal. You all be normal on yourself. I ain't going to be normal no more. I, went, I was in three days of glory the week before Raleigh. Where's our last week? Raleigh? Where I go? Raleigh. Week before that, Atlanta. Next week, I'm out again. I'm going to stay out. I'm going to stay lit. Because yeah, you know what you're going to try to do? You're going to try to shut me down. What you mean if I get in an environment like that? You goofballs are running in there. Did he just call me a goofball? Yes, I did. You're a Christian goofball, and I love you. You go into environments where these people are yelling, and then you know what you do? You're not love intentional, and you start yelling like they're yelling, and nobody's going to win in that mess. Well, praise be to God. Thank Good preaching, Pastor Christian. I know. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, what I'm saying, being goofy. You've got goofy thinking. You've got to filter your head. If you don't filter your thoughts, you know what will happen? Your thoughts will filter you. They'll filter you, and you'll start acting and responding like human people when you're supernatural beings. See, because the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. That don't mean, what, what, oh, uh, see, I'm meddling right now, but I love you. The reason why I'm getting on you like this is because you got to win. Love wins. That's why I'm your life coach. That's my new title. I'm your life coach. You should get a card. Yeah, walk around and hand out your card and say, he's my life coach. Praise the Lord. Listen, I'm telling you, listen, I'm, tr- I'm trying to help you because here's what happens. Okay, when did you get the love of God shed abroad in your heart? When what? Say that again. When you're saved. So every saved believer has the love of God just like Jesus has inside of him in you right now. It's trapped in you. Do you see a lot of people walking in love? No. Why? They do not yield to the love that's in them. You don't need more love. You need an awareness and intentionality. An intentionality. An intentionality that whatever situation and circumstance I walk in, I'm walking in love first. Because if I don't walk in love first, my flesh is going to come out. And as much as I think I'm saved, I still got too much fight left in me, and so do you. 
Come on, man. You know it's true. So you gotta get you gotta get love intentional. Gotta yield to love. Love must be yielded to. It's not, let me tell you something. Love is a learned commodity. You just because you feel it doesn't mean you're gonna do it. You have to teach yourself to love. Jesus said, I taught them to love the way you taught me by your example of your love, Father, to me. And I left them with the love you gave me. It's a commodity that's got to be learned. Is that okay? Love is your victory, though, because we're talking about prayer. Let me tell you right here now, faith works by love. You want to have great faith? Brother Hagin, always. If my faith's off, if if my faith's off, I check my love walk. All the time, man. Pastor Hagen said that one time, Brother Norval, Brother Norval, I, Brother Norval and probably Brother Hagen, I watched Walking Love at a level, when your dad says, I've never seen this, when your son, God knows this ain't in my testimony, when your son, it's not, I'm not happy about it, I'm just trying to tell you, when your son goes, I've never seen my dad walk out of love a day in his life, you're doing something right, bro. You're doing something right. People, you know, I'm, you could all act in love in church. When you go home, God knows what you like. Now, I didn't, say that to be, I didn't say that to be ugly. I'm just trying to tell you, you know, like, it's easy. It's easy for you to be a Christian around the Christians. You know what I mean? You go home, you, <laughs> we get to see the real you. You, you, know, you. We used to call you got to let your hair down. I didn't got none. I'm in trouble, so I've probably been bad. Write this down, right? I'm telling you right here and now, right? Guard against every evil thought that comes into your mind to try to make you doubt God's word. You got that? You got to guard against that stuff, and you got to stop. So become, write this down, become love intentional. Everybody say, I'm, a lo- I'm love intentional. Because you ain't love intentional, you be flesh intentional, it's going to be a problem. Does that make sense? And I don't want you getting in that spot. I want you guys to win. Glory to God. Because I'm going to show you something tonight. Because I was thinking about something. I said, you know what, God? What do you want me to really dive into this thing? Because we've been in this thing. And when I say you're being goofy, you don't be goofy in your thinking. You're not goofy. You're smart. But don't be goofy in your thinking. There's no other way to overcome without being loved first. Because you'll be fighting and getting on a strife. Strife will mess you up. Let me tell you something about strife. The Bible says once you open the door to it, it finds the way back in. And if you don't choose to, it'll come at any given moment in time and try to come back in that house. Next thing you know, you got strife. You don't even know how it got in. It got an open door. Strife, the Bible said that once strife gets access, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, you know, something kind of funny. You know, it's kind of like something broke in and they know the weak spot to come back in. And next thing you know, strife just keeps showing up, showing up, showing up, showing up. And you think, how in the world am I going to get this strife out of here? You got to walk in love and you got to posture right. Because if not, you get in trouble. Okay, write this down. Okay? I, I started thinking to my son, the prayer of praise and worship is going to change your life forever. For some reason, I was getting ready to dive in this thing, and the Lord really pressed me that the prayer of praise and worship is going to change your life. I really will. I want you to start putting the prayer. Now, there were, I want you to look at Acts 13, 1 through 4. If you could put it in the King James, that would be amazing. Acts 13, 1 through 4. I want you to see this. It's called ministering to the Lord. Amen? And I want you to start ministering to the, the Lord in praise and worship. Now, I know it's going to be a little awkward for some of you because you don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't usually worship God and sing praise to God. But I want you to start putting the element, everybody say the element, of praise and worship to God. You get that? It's important now. 
Now, that's why it's important. And this is why it's important to come to church, because on Sunday morning, we are, not just, we are not just practicing the presence of God. We're learning how to cultivate a lifestyle so you can take it home with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to go to church. Yeah, you do need to go to church. You got to learn how to worship God. Brother Norbert used to call it, worship him, worship him. That's what Brother Norbert used to say. Remember he used to say it like that? Ron, you know what I'm saying? He said, worship, 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 worship him. I said, what, you wash him? What you say, you wash God? I worship him. <laughs> like, whatever, bro. <laughs> all due respect, I think he said worship. I don't know. Just let me praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah. I was like, all right. <laughs> Remember he conking out? He'd be conking out in service. He'd be falling asleep. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I was like, Brother Norbert, you praising God in your sleep. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, there were in the church that were in Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barbara and Simon, and they were called, right? Just keep going. I don't know what they were doing. They were doing something. And there's some other dude and some Syrian and some other cat, and just keep going. And Herod was there and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord, but say, ministered to the Lord. What happened? And fasted, the Holy Ghost said. Write this down. Number one, you're going to get direction when you start ministering to the Lord. Direction is going to come in the middle of you ministering to God. As you start lifting your hands to God and start worshiping Him, direction is going to come. Answers to prayer are going to come about decisions you need to make. Some things they said, they said they fasted and prayed. See that? I like that. They fasted and prayed. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate Barnabas and Saul for the work wherein I've called them. How'd they get that answer? And ministering to the Lord. As you start worshiping God and praising God and getting there, you're going to get answers to some of your prayers. You're going to get the answers to some decisions you've been waiting for. You're going to get some stuff to unlock in your life because you're worshiping God. Now, you're not doing it on purpose, but I said the prayer of praise and worship. Amen? That's when you just, you just do go in there and worship God. Now, whether God answers you or not, who cares? Bottom line is this, you're going in there with the right heart, with the right eye. I worship you, Jesus. Amen? I'm going to give you something. It's the easiest access unto God. Look at this. And when they fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and they sent them away. See that right there? Then released them to the ministry. Look at verse 4. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed. You see that? What do I mean so being sent forth by the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is going to start answering some of your stuff while you worship God and praise and worship. You get that? How many need some Holy Ghost answers? You know what I mean? Like where do I go? What do I do? You know what I'm saying? Come on, you guys are smart, man. You know what I'm saying? You need some answers. How many need some answers? You need some answers. You know what you do? You start worshiping God. God will start bringing answers. Because I'm going to show you some stuff here. I'm going to show you some, some really good stuff. Praise and pray, pray, prayer and worship. I think this is one of the most neglected things and some of the most neglected stuff in the body of Christ. Is that okay to say? I got some stuff here. It's a little strong, but you can handle it because you guys are smart. Look at this. You know my scripture. I love this scripture, right? Psalm 67.3. Psalm 67.3. Let the people praise thee. Come on, man. Let Paul, Paul, Paul called me out on it. I said, nobody's going to do it in the church. We were, at five, we were at the Miracle Center. He'll tell you. He testified. I said, you probably won't do it. Paul said, I'm bound and determined I'm going to do it, and it worked. I'm not bragging. I don't know. I'm just telling you what he did because I challenge you. You know why I challenge you? I want you to do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because if I just read it to you, you know, you, you, you know you know, somebody got to challenge you sometimes. That's what a coach does. I hated every coach I ever had. Did you like your coaches? You did? Oh, my God. I hated that dude. Run longer. Do this. Do that. I was like, bro. But I did it. I wouldn't quit. I never would quit. I passed out before I quit because I didn't want him to get over on me. You know what I'm saying? Because you be coaching people. You know what I'm saying? You be like, work out. I'm like, I don't want to work out. Man, those dudes were working me out. They had me hanging in a tree upside down in rings. I'm not kidding. I thought I was a gymnast. I said, why are we up in a tree upside down with these rings? I was supposed to do all this stuff. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. I said, this is crazy. 
I wouldn't quit, though. I jumped up there anyway. Like a nut job. Flipping over, jumping on boxes as high as this. That one kid was like a cat for crying out loud. He'd jump up a thing higher than this. I said, I ain't doing that again. They were crazy. But I didn't quit. Why? Because every coach in life was trying to get the best out of you to go to another level. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get you to go to another level. So here's my question to you. I'm coaching you. Where's your praise and worship at in your prayer life? Write it down. Don't get, don't get, don't get, don't get weird with me. You know I love you, but I'm asking you a question. This is how we get better at it. See what I'm saying? Where's your prayer of praise and worship? Well, I go in there and pray and ask for stuff, but I ain't been praising and worshiping that long. We're going to start supplementing prayer and worship into our prayer life. I'm a supplement. You know what I'm saying? If you go somewhere right and you ain't taking the right supplements, what do they do? What do they do? What do I tell you? You ain't taking your vitamins, Ms. Roseanne. You better take your vitamins. What do I say? You go in there, what do I say? You need to take a little of this, take a little of that, put a little of this, take a little B12, get you a little bit of energy. Come on, you know, all you people that are healthy know what I'm talking about. You got to supplement your diet with something, right? Come on. How many, some of you better take a, you better take a praise shot. Come on, you know what I'm saying? You got to get there. Praise and worship needs to be accessed. Why? So he said, let the people praise thee, oh God. Let all the people praise thee. Why? Because it's got what? It makes, it makes your, inha- it, well, if you keep reading it, you're going to know why. It says it releases the increase in the earth for you. Watch this, though. Praise, write this down. Praise is the key to the believer because it is and has and gives you access, easy access to the Most High. So this is what I need to get. Praise is the key for the believer because it gives you easy access to God. You want God to show up automatically? Start praising him. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and praise the Lord. You want God's presence to show up? You start praying. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You want God? I don't know if I can get God to show up with my prayers, but I know my praise can make him show up in his manifested person. That's what he said. Enter into the court. Bring some praise. Praise the Lord. And I, I sound like I cannot sing. I, cannot, I, got, I can't hold a tune. My singing is bad. You don't know so? You ever hear me sing once in a while? It is bad, bro. It's really not good. I don't sound good. I'm like, I start singing around the house to like, the kids are like, stop, Dad. I'm like, God likes it. How many of you sing real bad? I don't really care, though. Do you? Now, I'm going to sing to God, right? So some of you ain't real singers. How many of you are real, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, my God, I'm going to start singing sound bad. God likes it. Sing anyway. Praise the Lord. You know what I mean? Lift your hands in the air. I worship you. Get in there and start worshiping him. He'll show up. He likes it. And his presence will show up. But it's guaranteed. See what I'm saying? I need gar- don't be praying these goofy prayers you don't know if God's going to show up. Do the stuff you know he told you to do. The problem with the church, I love the church, but you go write a book on some cuckoo stuff, They'll buy it. They love it. All this cuckoo stuff to get God's presence. You know, ooh, we started the, the march of the Nazarene. They buy it. What is that? Ooh, we walk around and we do all this crazy stuff. They'll sell 9 million copies because everybody's trying to get to the king. But I got news for you. He already told you how to get to me. You got to get, get away from thinking you're going to do all this stuff and get to God. You ain't going to get to God. You're going to get kooky. You get to God by worshiping him and praising him. You see it? Stop trying to get around the death of it and just start doing it. Oh, that was good. That'll preach right there. Stop trying to get around the death of it and just start doing it. I know it's going to take work. It's going to take a lot of praise. That's why we call it a sacrifice. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to do it anyway. I don't understand what I'm doing. A lot of stuff I don't understand. I told you God rebuked me for that. He said, you know what your problem is? I said, this could be a long day. I was getting nervous, man. I was like, man, yeah, what? He said, you need to understand it before you do it. I didn't tell you to understand it. I just told you to do it. I said, I repent. Because it was all about, you know, praying in tongues. I, you, you don't understand what you're doing. Just do it. I didn't ask you if you understood it. I don't understand what I'm doing. Paul said he didn't understand what he was doing. He did it anyway. You should do. My understanding is unfruitful. Do it. We don't like, we don't like discipline. Now, listen, the reason why you don't like discipline because you don't understand vision. Once you understand vision, discipline's easy. See, that's what most people got a problem with. They don't, do, discipline, let me tell you, discipline wears off. Habits are useless for me. I'm going to tell you right now, people say habits are, I can break a habit easy. Because you, you can break a habit. Somebody say, I'm so, I cannot. You can. You want to know how you do it? Vision. Get new vision, I'll break your habit. Anything. Discipline, going to wear out. I'm telling you, listen, man, I got guys made to get money, man. Real money, 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 big, big. I was like, how you stop? How you stop doing that, man? A guy that's made millions of dollars, all like millions of dollars. Watch this. That guy changes his vision. He don't even care about money no more. It's amazing. It is amazing. You shift vision, they get excited about something else. Boom. I'm telling you, it's not discipline. It's not habit. That all wear off sooner or later to wear off. Guess what? Won't vision. Vision will give you restraint and carry you to finish life. If, I, if you could see it, you could become it. That's the key. You got to see it. If you could see it, you become it. If you can't see it, you never see it. You never become it. You got to see it. It's a law of sight, law of vision. Everybody's been given the ability to see, but not everybody's got vision. You know what I'm saying? People can see it. They don't know where they're going. Vision shows you exactly where you're going. Vision takes you on a crash course of success. You get the law of vision and the law of faith collide, there ain't nothing you can't do. It's the God's honest truth. They tried to build a bridge from earth to heaven. God said, they thought it was stupid. These guys are going to build a bridge. God didn't think it was stupid. He looked down on the earth and said, they, we got a problem. Because they had the law of vision and the law of faith, and nothing is impossible for the person with vision and faith combined. You could change the world. God came down and confounded languages. That's why we got different languages in the earth today, because God said they got unity, one accord. They got one sight, one word, one voice, and guess what? There'll be a bridge in heaven for these jokers from earth building it. It's true. So use it for your, don't look at it as negative. Use it for your, what? Work on vision. Get sharp in vision. All right, that's another story, right? It is also, here, listen to this. It, praise is one of the most surest accesses to the realm of the miraculous. Woo! It's one of the most surest accesses to the realm of the miraculous. Praise. Praise God. Just keep praising Him. Praise him till something happens. You know what I'm saying? Praise him till something breaks. We used to talk like that in church. We talk like that. What time? Now we do this. Oh, what time is this over? Are you going to be coffee in the lobby? You know what I'm saying? Now, I, ain't, I ain't trying to keep you here all night. You guys should smile because I'm funny. I think you should have more fun. But how long is this going to take? How long you how long you think how long you need a breakthrough? I don't know. You how bad you want it? You know, pick it up. Pick it up tomorrow. Start a project. Say, I'm gonna praise you, God, today. I'm gonna praise you tomorrow. I'm gonna praise you all month until I see something shift. Pick up your praise. Have a praise project. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Just start praising him. I don't know what you need. But praise does what? Gives you access. That's that Psalm 67.3. Gives you access to, your, to wealth. 
It said the earth will release its increase. That's all kinds of increase. Every increase you got comes through praise. Listen to this. Praise is also, uh, it's a preservative of the blessings of God. It preserves the blessings of God. Now that, you know, I got, I, you know, it's funny. I pray, I was checking out my prayer life, you know, because this series will make you check out your prayer life. You know what I mean? I, I pray the same stuff every day. But watch this now. I ask for the same stuff every day. There are certain things I ask, but you know what I do? I don't ask for it. I just thank God for what I ask for. See what I'm saying? I keep it in its right tense. I don't go in there and say, you know what I mean? Like I pray, I pray a lot of stuff. You pray the same stuff. Thank you, Lord, for doing the things you're doing. You know what I say? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I said this the other day. How many of you need daily provision? I do. Right? What did I say? I said, thank you, Lord, for what? You know what I told him? I did it this morning. I watched this morning. I watched what was coming into my mouth. I said, let me see what I'm doing with my stuff. Right? I said, thank you, Lord, that you meet all of my needs according to your riches and glory. I didn't ask you to meet my needs. I'm thanking you for already meeting my needs because you said you did already. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. You know what I take it for? I got, I got a lingo I go to. I said, I thank you for divine health, supernatural favor. He gave me supernatural. Supernatural wealth and supernatural health. I thank you. I'm thanking him. Do you, does he hear that a lot? He hears it every day. But I don't ask for it. I thank him for what I got. I thank you, Lord. That's a place of praise. I thank you, Lord, that all my needs are met according to your riches and glory. I thank you, Lord, that I have the mind of Christ and I make wise decisions. I thank you, Lord. I do not follow the desires of the flesh, but I walk in the Spirit and I fulfill the works of the Spirit and not the works of the law. I thank you, Lord. I just go right through the line. Thank you, Lord, that angels are watching over me. The blood of Jesus covers me. Thank you, Lord. That's covenant promises. I'm fortifying my covenant in the earth. Now, I know what God said. And I'm not asking for the same stuff over. I'm just thanking God for what I know he's doing. I'm putting him in remembrance that I know that he knows that I know. But most of all, I'm telling that stupid devil, guess what, bro? I got a line around some stuff you can't come near. I got a hedge around some stuff you can't touch. I got ability over this. I said, thank you, Lord, for every member of Relevant Church. Thank you, Lord, for every partner of Relevant Church. Thank you, partners of the partners all around the world. Chris Honor Ministries, everything we did. God bless them and keep them. Keep their stuff. Put, a, put the blood on everything they got. I just thank you, Lord. See what I'm saying? That's praise. That's what you think it's only songs. Remember them? Remember? 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 You remember? I don't want to get in that right now. I, I don't know if I can, but I can. I got. I got some stuff here. Malachi gets rebuking in here. Hopefully, I can get there. But do you remember? You kind of remember that 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 Jesus. Jesus, what? You remember? When nobody came back to give God thanks, he said, wasn't there nine more you jokers got something? And only one of them come back to give him thanks. Did he shout, did he shout, did he sing, did he sing the latest Hillsong song? Look, I ain't knocking Hillsong, God bless Hillsong, I love Hillsong. Did he sing, you know what I mean, did he, did he go up there and sing the latest song? No, listen, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, why, why didn't nobody else come back and give me praise? Why didn't nobody else come back to praise me? Right? Don't you remember? Yeah, the lepers. You remember? He said, where are the other nine? Then nobody came back to give me praise. He, his praise was found in his thanksgiving. It's important to God. He said, it wasn't important when I asked where the other nine were. You know what I'm saying? So, what, did, did, no, I'm being serious. Now, you know what I'm saying? Did he sing the Hill Song's latest hit? No, he didn't sing no song. You think, you think worship and praise is just singing songs. I want you singing songs. But it's found in your thanksgiving. You see it? Thank, he came back to thank him. He said, where are the other nine at? He said, nobody here but me. He said, okay, go. You're blessed, bro. 
It's about, thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. There, there's an element of praise. You've got to understand this. There's an element of praise found in your thanksgiving. You ever hear that before? Well, write it down. So you know, there's an element of praise in your thanksgiving. There's an element of thanksgiving in your praise, is how I should say it. Because what is praise? It's thanksgiving. Praising him. Praising him for what he's done for you. It's being grateful for how good he is. And I'm going to tell you right now, you got to do it before the stuff shows up. You know, one time I, I woke up, I don't know what praise and worship was the difference. I said, what's praise, what's worship? What's the difference? I said, I don't know. I stood up. You know what I mean? Yeah, you make one fast song, one slow song. Yeah. <laughs> I woke up, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, you know, what's praise and worship? What's praise and worship? What's praise and worship? He said, worship is what you give me, worship is what you give me before I show up. Praise is what you give me after I do it. That's why I heard it. I got it. Got to have both. You praise him after you see it. You worship him before anything starts moving. So give him both elements. What happens when praise? Praise calls it done. What I do not seek. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. When do you say thank you? When you receive something, right? Somebody hands you something, say thank you. Right? You got it. How'd you get it? I'm going to show you a brutal scripture. How many of you want to see it? Blessings may come. Just remember this. Blessings may come, but it takes praise to preserve the blessing. Blessings may come, but it's going to take some praise to preserve it. Woo! My praise is preserving my blessings. That's what it's doing. He's doing it, and as he's doing it, it's preserving your blessings. Because God wants you blessed. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you. He wants to bless you. But guess what? I'm preserving my blessings with my praise. You guys are doing so good. This ain't easy in this atmosphere. You got to work. You want to see, see this scripture? This, I didn't even know this was in the Bible. Malachi chapter 2. Malachi chapter 2, verse 1. God said, if you don't give me glory, it's like whopping dung on your face. That's a rough scripture, bro. Maybe I should have saved this for Sunday. You kidding me? God knows those people Sunday couldn't handle this. It's gonna be, I'm going to read the whole thing, Roxy. You're not, it's not going to be pleasing. <laughs> it's going to be rough. I read it. I was like, praise be to God. This is, if, if you, look, 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 look. If you didn't praise God up until now after this scripture, you're going to be shouting all night long. Because you're going to have a picture for the rest of your life. You're walking around with horse poop on your head if you ain't praising God. Okay? That's gross. Good. That's what you look like. That's what you look like if you don't praise God. So is that gross? Hello, church. I love you, little fuzzy Christian you. Hello. Is that not gross? That's disgusting. Hello? And that's what he says. If you don't praise me, that's what it looks like. He said to the priest, he rebuked him. He said, you want to praise me? It's like having dung on your head. All right, look, I'm going to read it. Don't get mad at me. I didn't write the book. I just read it. I found this one. Get over it, okay? It didn't, wasn't on Google, okay? Look what it says. And now, you want to read it? Somebody's like, uh, Miss Linda's the only one who's into it. She's single, by the way. She's coming to the seminar. And now, oh, ye priest. Don't laugh too loud. I know who you are. Oh, now, oh, priest, this commandment is for you. He's talking to the priest. He's talking to the leaders. Come on, lighten up. You guys got to have fun. Miss Linda's having got to check her, check her shoes on. Look how cute. Come on. But if you will not hear and if you will not lay it to the heart to give glory unto my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you. That don't sound good. He's talking to priests. He say, you, you're going to get in trouble now. Now, we know we ain't cursed. We know we're blessed. This ain't some screwed up doctrine. But understand, he's talking very seriously. You know what I'm saying? We got the blessing because of what Jesus did. But he told these guys, if you don't get lined up right, 
You're going to line yourself up with the curse. See, the curse is still in the earth. If you don't do your part, you're going to act like people that are cursed even though you're the blessed. Do you know that? Well, you know what? I don't want to tithe. Well, then go ahead. The Bible said you curse with a curse. You can't prosper in that mess. Well, I don't understand that. Jesus, either. Jesus didn't change it. If Jesus didn't change it, you can't fix it. You understand that? New Testament life says what? Blessed. How do you stay blessed? You get redeemed from sowing. There's the stuff. You can't undo what God said. And I will curse, man, and I will curse your blessings. Jesus, good God. It's the Bible. I will curse your blessings, yea, I have cursed them already because you did not lay it to heart. I'll corrupt your seed and spread dung upon your face, even the dung of your solemn feast, and one shall take you away with it. What would he say? You don't give glory unto my name? You're as good as having dung on your head. You better give God the glory he's due. Look, I ain't picking on you. That's in the Bible. You read it? He said, you better give me praise. All right, you don't like it, I know. But, not, but, be, but by not remembering to give God the glory due him, the priest stood to have dung spread on their face. And you know, that dung represents shame and reproach. That's what that was. He's saying what? This is precisely why I'm trying to introduce you to a lifestyle of praise. I don't be walking around like that, do you? So pick up the lifestyle of praise. And keep the blessing on you. Check this out. Uh, it's, look, it's not a church agenda of praise so that you'll never experience the shame and reproach. It has to become a lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? You, the church needs to pick this up as an agenda. So you want, you can take away shame and reproach. The greatest obstacle facing your life will never require more than praise to become your miracle. Put praise in there. That's what he's saying. He was emphasizing, like, look, if you ain't praising God, that's what it looks like. But guess what? We're not the people that ain't going to praise God. We're the people that are going to praise the Lord. And we're going to act what? We're going to act like we're supposed to act because we're learning how to do it, right? You go to church and say, well, you know, you thought it was the fast songs we're supposed to praise God. Nah, nah, it's a lifestyle of praise, amen? You're going to bring it home and say, you're going to get in there. Now, watch what the problem is. This is what God showed me about this thing. I said, why is praise so hard? Because you're looking at the circumstances whether you give them a praise or not. Write it down. You do not base your meter of praise based on the circumstances. You'll become finicky with your praise. Did you get that? Did you get that? You cannot look at your circumstances and tell me where your praise is at. You won't. Did you get that? You got to praise God for his word, not the circumstances. Look, good God, I ain't giving you no praise. That's not what you're supposed to look at. You don't look at the circumstances, the situation. That's why our praise isn't over the roof. You look at the word and give him praise even when you don't understand what's going on. Because God is still good even though it don't look good. God is still great even though it don't look great. God is still going to be worshipped even though he doesn't look like everything's working out the way it's supposed to work. Even though it's hard. The Bible said count it all joy when you go through various trials and temptations. Why? Because the trying of your faith works patience. Pastor Chris, you're just excited. No, nah, I got victory in my worship. This will make the devil go off the rail. Okay? Look, the power of praise has pretty much been, been, been a lot, really a lot of people ignoring it in the body of Christ. I'm telling you, they don't know how to do it. But you know how. You got to get on the highway of praise. I'm telling you right now. 
Victory is waiting for you there. Amen? Did you know that? That's what Judah means, praise. He's a lion of the tribe of Judah. <laughs> I just thought about your tattoo, bro. No. <laughs> ah, it's an inside joke. Chill out. Right? They ain't got no tattoo. No. If you got one, God bless you. All right. Come on. The lion of the tribe of Judah. You can say the lion of the tribe of praise. That's why I put the praisers first to go into the battle. Drive the enemy nuts. What's, going, what's your house going to look like? You start praising the Lord. Lift your hands in that. The devil ain't going to stay in that atmosphere. You're going to scare that joker out of there. You say the devil's scared of you? I got that joker so scared he don't even come around no more. Why? Can you take authority over him? But I tell you what, sometimes you got to shift it with the worship. You got to do what you own. I praise the Lord. Next time that place goes off the rails, just start praising God. Have a praise party. Devil don't want to stay around there. Thank you, G. I worship you. Oh, thank you for the blood. Oh, praise the Lord. Woo! You know what I'm saying? You got to get your praise at another level. In your worship, in your time of prayer, enter into the storm. Good course with thanksgiving. Come on, right? Open up your heart. With a, open up your mouth with praise in it. Man, I'll tell you what. God's presence will come. I'll give you some scriptures, you okay? Now, Malachi one was rough. It's good, though, because he's telling you, if you leave me out of praise, it's like having dung on your head. I don't want to be no dung head. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't want to be no dung head. Put some praise in your mouth. Put some praise. Look at your neighbor and say, put some praise in your mouth. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you better put some praise in your mouth. Put some praise in your mouth, otherwise you're going to be a dung head. You see what I'm saying? Because what are you going to do? Next thing you know what's going to happen? You're going to have messed up. You know what happens if you don't put praise in your mouth? You're going to have unbelief coming out your mouth sooner or later. It happens all the time. Like, you mad. I'm so mad. God didn't do this. Why God do that? Blah, 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 God. Now you're complaining about God. Put praise in your mouth. You can't complain about the situation. Because you're looking at the situation to tell me what your level of praise is supposed to be. It ain't going to work. You got to look at your praise to tell me what your situation is going to say. Ooh, that'll preach right there. You didn't even hear that. That went right over your head. You're looking at the situation to tell me about your level of praise. Why don't you tell your praise to tell your situation what level of speech it's got? It ain't got no voice. Shut up, problem. My God's bigger than my problem. Glory to God. And they all, because they try, I'm telling you what happens is, that's why you got to walk in love. Because they all try to suck you into their drama. Oh, you don't want to hear it. They try to suck you into their strife. They try to suck you into their problems. They try to call you into their mess. They try to pull you into their argument. They try to yank you into their nonsense. They want to fight with you with their mouth. They try to pull you in, pull you in, pull you in. You keep praise on your mouth, they ain't going to be able to pull you in nothing. You're going to be like, glory to God, hallelujah, praise the Lord. The God, oh my God, God is good. The Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Oh, the Lord is good. His mercy endures forever. Amen. They ain't going to call you up no more. They're going to come bang on your door and say, wait a minute, they're having a praise party. I ain't going in there i'm telling you listen to me it changes your atmosphere it changes your atmosphere change the way where you could receive so you got to add the element of praise to your prayer life well i don't really praise god about nothing well you better start you know what i'm saying go in there and worship him before you start getting it going go in there and praise him minister to the lord the bible said ministering to the lord they got answers and Jesus did what? He said, separate unto me. The Holy Ghost told them, separate unto me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work of the ministry which I have for them. You can get answers in there. 
I don't care if I get answers or not. I'm still going to get peace. Praise be to God. I need peace sometimes more than I need answers. Because some stuff is going to take time. That's the problem with some of you. Like, I want to know now. You ain't going to know a lot of stuff now. That's why you got to trust God. I want to know now. Ah, just get praise flowing and don't worry about it. Figure it out. Well, how do I know it's going to work out the way I think it's going to work out? Well, how do I know I'm not God and neither are you? Trust Him. Praise Him. Don't let circumstances jack you up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Just praise God. You see what I'm saying? Now, you better not ignore this. I know you're not, but you better start adding this in. Judah means praise. We belong, therefore, to the tribe of praise. So when we're out of praise, we are out of tune with destiny. Judah means praise. Genesis 29, 35. You want to see it? Let them show you to you. Genesis 29, 35. Judah means what? Praise. We belong, therefore, to the tribe of praise. Did I not say that? That's true, right? So when you're out of praise, you're out of tune with your destiny. Look at this. Jeremiah 29, I'm sorry, Genesis 29, 35. Genesis 29, 35. I'm getting all excited. Because triumph, triumph is your, and bear a son. And she said, now will I praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name Judah and left bearing. That's what, he's, that's what we call him. Look, you belong to the tribe of Judah, so triumph is your heritage. Write this down. When praise becomes your lifestyle, triumph, triumph becomes your heritage. Mmm, that's good, ain't it? I like winning. How about you? Come on, man. Don't you like the triumph? Don't you like victory? Write this down. When praise becomes your lifestyle, triumph becomes your heritage. Ain't it good? I'm telling you, man, you guys are going to do this thing. That's where the lifestyle of praise is going to take you. You want you write this down. This is good. There's a degree of comfort and restful confidence that comes on those who live a praiseful lifestyle. I'm gonna say that again. Okay, there, there is what there is a lifestyle. There is where is a lifestyle of praise. You're gonna notice something. There is a degree of comfort and restful confidence that comes on those who live in a praiseful lifestyle. Praise is like a ladder taking you from where you are to where you need to go. Take out your praise ladder and climb up a couple rungs. Come on, somebody. You want to go up? Take out your praise ladder. Um, did you get that? Well, let's get it again. Praise is like a ladder. The degree of comfort and restful confidence that comes on you who live a praiseful lifestyle. That means make, make your life praiseful. It's like a ladder. It'll, it'll take you from where you are to where you need to go. Praise is a ladder. Taking you from one dimension to the other. Takes you up. What happens if you don't? Well, guess what? You ain't going up. Okay, now think of this. You're going to have to train yourself to praise God. Otherwise, you're going to complain. Write it down. You're going to complain about stuff. You mean, and you're going to be talking about stuff you don't need to be talking about. Some stuff you don't need to be talking about, you need to be praising about it. Does that make sense? Just praise the Lord for it. How in the world do you know? It's time to get trained up in praise. You know why? Because training leads to triumph. Training leads to triumph. 
You can praise your way out of lack into abundance. You can praise your way out of defeated to victory. You can praise your way out of problems to solution. You can praise your way out. Some of your situations are waiting for your praise to break it open. Now, I'm not saying everything, but that's where you're led by the Spirit of God. Maybe I got to put a little praise on it. You know what I'm saying? Didn't Tasha Cobb say that? Isn't that what she said? I got a mirror. How's that song go? I'll sing that thing Sunday now. Yeah, just change the whole set list. What do I care? Get to work. I got a miracle, right? Put a praise on it. Ain't that it? Yeah, sing that. I like that. That'll make me preach. How's that thing go? Ain't nobody know what I'm talking about? Just say, say something about right, having a miracle. There's a miracle in this room. I'm going to put a praise on it. I told them, put your name on it. Yeah, sing that. There's a miracle in this room. I'm going to put a praise on it. We're singing that Sunday. And I got another song. I changed the whole set list. Figure it out, bro. Hey, guitar man, figure it out. A drummer, whatever, keyboard guy, he's preaching, but he'll figure it out. I'm not a, I'm not a pain, but I don't preach now. There's a miracle in this room. I'm going to put a praise on it. Woo! I got my name on it. Put a praise on it. I don't know how it goes. I just changed the whole song. Who cares? Put a praise on it. You got a breakthrough. Put a praise on it. It's mine. That church is so quiet. I don't want to be too. Man. Put a praise on that thing. Praise your way to it. Go in there. If it ain't. I heard somebody say something one time. They said something about, you know, praying in tongues loud and bold. And they said, why are you praying in tongues? It was Sharon Doherty. I, was, I, was, I went to Baby Center, Billy Joe Doherty. I went to, Billy Joe was there, and Sharon Doherty got up, and Pastor Sharon Doherty. Billy Joe went home to be with Laura. And she, I never forgot, the only thing I ever heard this lady saying, i never seen her before. She said, you know why I pray in bold, loud tongues? I said, this should be good. I said, lady, I want to hear this. And she said, not because I got to be loud and bold for God to hear me. But I need the atmosphere that's connected to me to get off of me. There's some stuff stuck on me that my loud, bold tongue shakes off me. I'll never forget that. I said, what did she say? She said, I pray loud and bold in the spirit because there's some stuff stuck on me needs to get off me. And when I pray a little loud and bold, I kind of shake it off. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to shake off some ideas. Sometimes you got why are you going to worship? Why are you going to worship? Oh, I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. No, no, no. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you. Get your hands in the house. I Make the whole house shake. Why? Because there's some mindsets sticking to your head. You got to get off you. There's some stuff sticking on your body. Let me tell you, if you got some kind of stuff stuck on your body, you start praising God and make your body a temple of living God, that pain ain't going to stay in your body. It can't. It don't want to stay where the praise in the Lord is. I, all right, let me, let me, I got five minutes. Okay? Okay, give me five minutes. We'll go home. If you, if you start playing it, it either do one or two things, it'll unlock me or shut me down. So praise be to God. Pick the right song or it's your problem. Okay? Right? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? I made Darnie play. I made Darnie play from the minute I got up to the end of the service. That joker played for like two hours nonstop. Because he's been with me so long. I said, yo, I made Darnell work so hard, Paul. It was right. right. He goes, my hands are hurting, bro. I said, go rest. Because he ain't, he ain't used to that no more. I said, bro, play. I said, he'll unlock me because he's used to me. I said, you'll hit me in a rhythm. I'll go to another. I'll go out the building. So I said, just play. And I made him play for two hours. I, I really, it was not right. But praise be to God, he'll get over it. <laughs> it was good. But are you pulling this in? God would always send the praisers first to take care of the problems before the people got there. See it? He said, hey, 
Y'all know it. Jones Fat, go to the end. What do you do? Shout when you get there. Come on, shout about what? Shout about you winning. I didn't win nothing yet. Nah, it's, it doesn't look like it's equal term. It doesn't look like a fair fight. It looks like we're going to get pummeled. He said, you go down there and shout, you're going to win. But what do you mean? When the praisers got down there and started praising, stuff started happening. Okay, I got a question for you. The Bible said that when David would play, evil spirits would leave. The Bible said that when they praised and worshipped God, the enemy was defeated. The Bible said that when the enemy heard the praise, they were confounded. When the lepers showed up at the camp and thought they were going to die, and they said, I, we heard an army, when you guys shouted a little bit about the Lord, said, at least we stay here and die. No, they went down there with praise, and they heard an army of the Lord. There was an army, there's a bunch of goofy lepers that were going to die and never even make it. But they heard, what happened when praise got ahead of them was what? The enemy got confounded, the enemy got defeated, the enemy was broken, the enemy had a flee. Evil spirits had to live. So I got news for you. Whatever is going on in the atmosphere of your life, what's going to happen when you start putting praise on it? What's going to start? What's going to happen to your body? Your, let's just say your body had something stuck on it. What's going to look like you start praising the Lord? Your body can't stay stuck in that mess. Your body's got to shift. What's your mind going to look like? You start praising the Lord. It's got to shift. What's going to happen? You start praising the Lord. Something's got to break. It can't stay the same. Uh, I'm gonna be quiet. I don't want to get. No, nah, I ain't nothing quiet about it. I know some of you are like. Well, I'm not really loud. I don't say you gotta be loud. You gotta be sincere. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Come on, stand up on your feet. Lift your hands to heaven. And worship him. Come on, lift your hands to heaven. Come on, stand up on your feet. Worship him. My God, my God. You feel his presence in here? You better take this home. with you gonna take it home? You understand what I'm saying? You gonna take it home, some of you? Some of you need to take it home. Your house is all jacked up, got strife all in it, a big mess. You gonna go home and start praising the Lord? Say, what happened to you, honey? Your wife, some of you, wife, your husband, go back. What happened to you? I went to church. I'm all messed up. Well, what happened? I went in and got prayed. Pastor Chris put some praise in my mouth. What you mean I put? I did. I'm putting it in your mouth now. You gotta let it loose. You understand what I'm just saying? I'm quickening you to praise now. If you bottle it up, that's your fault. Don't you bottle this up? Praise the Lord. It's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere you can do it. 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 Up out of your belly. 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 There it is right there. There it is right there, Mr. Shimano. Up out of your belly. 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 Up out of your Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Up out of your belly. Up out of your belly. Up out of your belly. Praise the Lord. Praise we're good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord is good. His mercy endures. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You keep praising God. You just start praising God. Lift your hands and close your eyes. Don't worry about nothing. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory. 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 You keep praising the Lord. Something's got to shift. It's got to shift your atmosphere. Your atmosphere has got to change. Can't stay the same. Where, remember this. Wherever the praise of God is, the presence of God shows up. Let me tell you, is the devil going to be able to stay where the presence of God is? Hush your mouth. You know that ain't true. Well, what if everybody doesn't participate? I don't need a devil to participate in my praise party. He just can't stay. So what's going to happen if people don't like, they might not like the atmosphere? What do I care if they like the atmosphere? You're going to set the atmosphere. My praise is going to set the atmosphere to change my life. Amen? Lift your hands to heaven and say this, Jesus. Jesus. 
thank you for quickening me to the prayer of praise and worship. Now teach me how to walk in it. Teach me how to talk it. Teach me how to be aware of it. And teach me how to walk in victory. My praise is my victory. My praise, my praise, my praise is my victory over all the works of the enemy and over every situation and circumstance. My praise connects me to the blessing of God. My praise is making a difference in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Come on, put your hands again. You did great. Hey, listen, you did great. That ain't easy. That ain't easy. But you start practicing it, okay? I don't have a problem with that word in the church. We mean practice. You got to practice. How are you going to get good at it? But if you don't practice, if you don't practice, you ain't going to know. Anything in life, you got to practice. If God's okay with me practicing praise, yeah. Practice the praise and worship. Amen? All right, now Sunday, don't come in here. Now, listen, Sunday's Jersey Sunday. So come in here with your jersey. Bring your favorite little team. Some of your teams stink, but bring it anyway. All right, so be, be prideful of your team because I know some of you are like, all you SEC people, you know, you don't bring none of that. Don't bring none of that. You can bring your Gator stuff. Don't bring none of that Tomahawk business up in here. We don't fly with that. Don't do none of that. And if you bring Boston Red Sox stuff, I'm going to burn it. Okay? I'm all right with the – I might let Brady slide through because he's good. You bring that – I brought a Red Sox. Number one is football, okay? I know Roxanne told you, but praise be God. Bring football gear. If you don't have it, just come with a regular clothes on, all right? Don't come here. Sock. No, bring no one. Don't bring on a soccer. How do we even understand soccer for crying out loud? I can watch it, but they got all these teams. There's like 9 million teams. You got Italian league, this league, that. I don't understand half those shirts mean. All right? You ain't allowed to bring none of that Red Sox stuff in here. I'm telling you now. And don't bring none of that Brady junk in here neither now that I'm thinking about it. I don't want none of that mess in here. It's the house of the Lord. We don't want none of that unbelief in here. All right? You understand me? Come on, lighten up. I got a whole row. They're going to come with all their stuff. I'm just happy they're not in the Super Bowl. And I'm telling you the truth. I'm glad they're sad. I could care less. All right? I love you. Come on, I got to laugh a little bit. Just do me this favor. Remember, add a little praise and add a little worship. I know sometimes, don't forget, sometimes I break the atmosphere for you. That's why it seems a little tough sometimes. Like, man, he's tough. I'm busting that devil off your head. But now you got, you got, I like to call it spiritual leeway. Now you got capacity to grow. You're going to be free now. So go home and run with this thing, all right? God bless you. I love you, and you're going to do great things. Amen? I'll see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.